Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Crushing Depths, a D20 Modern Real Play podcast. And I can finally say depths. I'm Paul, the GM for this campaign, as well as showrunner for the LTM Gaming Podcast. Last time on The Crushing Depths, our heroes had a level up, got a little more powerful, and then continued their exploration of the creepy Bullskin Manor. Disclaimer, this Bullskin Manor is 100% fictional, created entirely from the mind of me. It is supposedly a real place, though I am not familiar with the real place at all. Nothing in this manner should be taken to be any commentary on what the real place might actually look like, including the pronunciation, because I keep saying Bolskin, and I have no idea if that's actually how you say it. So, our heroes recently discovered the creepy ghost of a small girl. Vanessa tried out her brand new force put, I mean, turning ability, and now Sal is leading the way, always a good idea, to the rest of the house. This week, the players hope the laws of physics don't stop at a staircase, that someone's butt is haunted, Vanessa uses some holy alien mojo jojo, and the way link is complete. We hope you enjoy. I'll keep the locket in my pocket. Next to the locket. Mm-hmm. Sal, lead the way. Okay. Sal has now left gonorrhea a light or a flame and uh, is not extinguishing it. He's only before him like a torch. <laughs> okay. It actually goes well with the rest of the lighting that is in this place. <laughs> Which is all candles or oil sconces. Hurricane lamps. Or flaming gauntlets on statues of armor. Mm-hmm. You know, I wonder if if you could just burn the place down. Like, well, we're inside that place. <laughs> Dude, we can go out the windows. There have been plenty of windows. The as windows don't lead to the, the world. Nice ones. Oops. Well, there you go. That door's not technically open, but that's what you see. There's a spiral staircase. Yep. It looks it, very similar to the one you saw on the first floor. Is that a door here? Um, hold on, let me switch back to the... Yep, that's a door. This is a door. Uh, this is a door. And this is a door. And, and oh, is this a door? Yeah, but you open it, it's a linen closet. I don't know. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's nothing. So, Sal, pick a room. Lead the way, Lightbringer. <laughs> that's a wall. I don't know what room you're trying to get into. It, there's no square, to be fair. Yeah. It appears to me yeah, to be a sure. narrow one. It, <laughs> if you it, hold it's the, obviously you 18 movies. from where I can see it. You don't need to be on a square. Well, then why are you complaining? <laughs> okay. I knew where he wanted to be. Like that. This is another one of those places where you can see the closet up at the top there. That's not actually a closet. It's just uh, open. Part it's actually of the a terrifying little girl. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so in this, this is a door as well, though. Uh, and this is 18. Uh, this area is clearly a nursery intended for babies or very young children. A couple of wooden cribs sit along one wall, and various wooden dressers for clothing or tops useful for changing sit along another wall. Two wooden rocking chairs seem to rock in time with each other in the center of the circular rug here. Mobiles swing in the lack of a breeze above both cribs. Rather than friendly animals or other normal mobile items, the mobiles seem to be made up of mostly fleshy tentacles and wooden cutouts of obscure arcane symbols. The tentacles are actually moist and continuously drip what you can only hope is water, but you know it isn't, into the cribs. This bedroom has a doorway, as I said, um... Incongruously, a large, wet and bloody metal cleaver lays atop one of the wooden dressers. You can hear the faint sounds of babies crying. Through the window is a view of twilight. Sal is not looking in either crib. Just making that clear right now. I say, so, at one time, was this place some sort of breeding ground for screwed-up cultists? Like, why all the kids' stuff? Day camp? Oh, gosh. <laughs> if it's a day camp, why do they need a bedroom? <laughs> Vacation Bible school. <laughs> With less Bible and more school. And more... 
Necronomicon? Yeah, no kidding. Sal's going to come over here and open the door. He's not looking at anything else in the room. Just the door. Only the door. Uh, this is a bathroom. Let's actually reveal it here. A pretty plain bathroom, and it's obviously shared with 19 there. Sal is leaving immediately. I will go look at into the cribs. There's nothing. It's They're just wet inside. Sal says, are you crazy, and grabs her and tries to pull her back. (laughs) They are wet with, not with blood, it's sort of like thick water, like saliva almost. Yeah, the slime stuff that you were saying was dripping off tentacles, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, okay. I will leave. That just doesn't, I mean, the bloody thing doesn't doesn't fit, so it's awful. Peek down the stairs or go to this other room? I... Can you quick just run down the stairs, Russ, to see if sure. this goes down? Just keep it. Yeah. I'm going to make sure I can keep an eye on Russ the entire time he goes mm-hmm. down. Assuming the laws of physics don't stop at this staircase. So, this is the wrought iron spiral staircase. does not have a railing. Uh, as you run down, your entire perspective of the steps elongates and makes it appear as though you must climb down hundreds and hundreds of steps to get down. Uh, simultaneously, your progress is checked as though you're trying to walk down an up escalator. Uh, as you try and run down, go ahead and roll a fort save. Hmm. That would be an 11. You are nauseated. Oh, good. Just what we wanted to hear. Run in there. And you actually don't make it anywhere. You, 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 you like run down from their perspective. They just have to be the running man. It looks like, to to Vanessa and Sal, it looks like you run down, but for you, everything sort of stretches out, and you you don't really get anywhere at all. Uh, Nothing happens. If you you try and come back up, it it works just fine. Okay. Oh, see, I was treating sick and as nauseated. They're clearly two different things. They are two different things. I would argue nauseated is actually worse. Yes. Except that you take no penalties. So, in terms of... Well, yeah. Well, you, because you most can't of the do anything. Stuff that we're doing right you now, can't you do anything, <laughs> That's why you don't take any penalties, because you just can't do them. <laughs> well, but, like, for the general exploring stuff that we're doing right now, you, it doesn't seem like it would impede yeah. you. Like, you can move, you can look around and stuff. I would say Russ is definitely moving a little bit slower now. Yeah, because I have stomach distress. Yeah. you got to clench your buttocks a little bit. I was going to say what kind of distress we're talking about. <laughs> Is it, was it in his pants? <laughs> Do you describe what happened to you? In the yeah. I would, actually, when I was going down, I would have asked if, if Vanessa sees the stairway going a long, long way. No. She would say, why are you asking me? You're still right here. Go down the stairs, yeah. stupid. <laughs> As uh, Russ gets a bit nauseated, Sal is, oddly enough, feeling much better. Sal all of a sudden looks at his normal olive skin self, and uh, when he wipes his shirt across his brow, it doesn't, you know, immediately get glistening again. You want to go into the next room over here? Well, yeah. Well, wait, there's a room by me here. That's why oh, Okay, I fine. Over. Go to that one. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I was going to open the door once Russ came away from the stairs. Okay. And I will enter. Enter the room of doom. This area has a plain stone floor and plain white brick walls. The countertop runs around the room with sinks on one side. In the middle of the floor sits a medium-sized wood-burning stove. This is the servant's kitchen, obviously. Along the south wall, the counter has chairs set along it, and salt, pepper, and sugar are set above. The bar area is where presumably servants would have eaten a quick bite before returning to work. Also above the bar grows a variety of herbs in pots along the windowsill. Sunlight streams into the room, and it appears to be noonish on a beautiful day outside. A tap above the sink seems to shut off just as you enter the room, and water gurgles down the drain. Along the wall near the door is a series of bells, each labeled with a small engraved brass plaque, one for seemingly each room in the house. The bells have an obvious hierarchy, different size and tone bells. Uh, There's a 
quite large bell for the master bedroom and a smaller bell for our servant quarters. How much you know that there's nothing but trouble if we touch these bells? Who's touching bells? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> As you're watching... Do you want to go and pull one of the... The bell for the family room rings faintly and then stops. Do we hear... Wait. The family room is presumably the master bedroom. What? It's, the big, it's the biggest, right? No, no. Family room. There's the family oh, room on the family first floor. Room, family room on the first floor, sorry. And that's Wasn't the that one, one that had, like, the little rope to pull for a bell, didn't it? Wasn't that they, that room? I, I said they all the rooms. do. Yeah. Like, every room you go into, except for this one, has a bell. Has a pull. Actually, this, this room also has a pull cord for a bell. <laughs> but there's no bell. It just goes back it. to the same wall. Nope, nope. There's no <laughs> bell on the wall for a servant kitchen. Was that the room that we pulled it in? Was it a family room? Uh, yes, that is the room you pulled it in. And then cut it off. Yep. Sal's done. Yeah. The, uh, I'll just, yeah, keep going. Over to here. Okay. So you open that door? Yes. Ross, you look a little green in the gills. <laughs> oh, so bad. <laughs> uh, you guys go into 17 there. Okay. This long, low area sits obviously above the garage where you were before. Uh, those are mostly, it's mostly a single large rough room. It is divided. What? This is not a sentence. <laughs> this is not a sentence, is a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I wrote Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> okay, though it is mostly a single large rough room, there are movable wooden wall partitions that divide up the space into a series of smaller rooms of sorts. This is obviously the servant quarters, and each partition space contains a small, narrow bed and a single chest for personal belongings. The walls are slanted into the peak of this roof, as the section of the house is lower than the rest. Dust motes float in the filtered shafts of sunlight that come in through small windows high on the angled ceiling. If you've only been here a moment, it already feels stuffy. One partition contains a very primitive bathroom, mostly just a countertop with wash basin and a toilet. The toilet at least does have running water. Close to the door, one of the partitioned areas is about twice as large as the others and contains a good deal more furniture, as well as a nicer bed and a mirror above the uh, water... (laughs) (laughs) Above a wash basin on a table. Along the wall near the door is, again, another series of bells, basically identical to the one in the servant kitchen. This one, this room also has a pull cord. Uh, there's no bell for servant quarters. There is one for servant kitchen. Uh, you guys could go ahead and roll a spot check. Well, let me just use my ajillion eyes and <laughs> look around. Fourteen. On the map, there's a door at this end. There's no door. Okay. You wouldn't be able to see it anyway with all the partitions. Well, there's kind of a central corridor. In dust notes. Yes. Mm, precious dust notes. 24. 22. Uh, both... Wait, what was yours, TJ? 14. Yeah, okay, both Vanessa and Russ. You guys noticed that there seems to be an iron key reflected in the mirror in the larger partition area that is not actually on the table in front of it. The key is on the table in, in the mirror and not in real life. Yeah. I will I will point this out. I say, Sal, why don't you try to grab it out of the mirror? <laughs> Sal goes to the table and looks at his reflection in the mirror. Do, do I see myself in the mirror? Yep. I'm going to look only in the mirror, but reach at the table and see if I can grab it, even though it's not on the physical table. Your appearance in the mirror looks haggard, like dirty, your hair's messed up, you look unshaven. I uh, assume that's how I look right now, though. Yes. Please, <laughs> please get to that's something relevant. Uh, the, so, you're, are you putting your hand on the table in front of you or into the mirror? No, the table no. in front of the me. Physical table. Is, okay, yeah. Then yeah. You, you feel an iron key under your hand that's not there. I, I pick it up. 
Okay, it appears in your hand. Hacha! <laughs> Fuck you, magic house. man. <laughs> how far in did I have to go to get to that table? Like over here by Vanessa? No, the the larger partitioned area is actually just up here. Oh, so I was right where I was. Good work. Sal then runs away. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, doesn't remind us. Didn't we find another iron key for something? That would be fun one. Wasn't that the one for the car? You found one for the car, which wasn't yeah, actually for the car, and you found one. Uh, Russ found one on the piano. Yep. We don't know what that one does, though. We yeah, you, yeah. Uh, it opened the master bedroom. One opened. There's a doorway this. downstairs, I think. Yeah. This door next to the steps that led to steps, the, the sort of hidden staircase there, and the one from the piano up in the master suite. Okie dokie. Back we go. I, I guess so. There's still doors here, right? Yeah. Yes. Sal? Hold on. Because Paul moved me, so I have to go find myself again. Okay. I didn't move you. You well, you the moved screen. the map is what I Oh, you, yeah, I moved the map. Okay. All right. Uh, another door to be opened. Which door do you want, so? Uh, well, I assume that we know what's to the left, so let's go down. How do you know what's here? Oh, sorry, I didn't... There's two doors. I forgot the door there. Okay, uh, then we'll go to that one that you just pinged. Okay, you open it up, and it is a plain-looking bathroom. Very similar to the one that you saw over between the, the 18 and 19 bedrooms there. Sal says to Russ, there's I'm, a bathroom here. Do you need to... <laughs> I, I might need to investigate this one. <laughs> right on the Sal says there. back and closes the door behind him. <laughs> you open the door and Russ is no longer there. <laughs> Are there noises coming out of the bathroom now? Is it is, is his butt haunted? It sounds like, it sounds like it's haunted. <laughs> his butt is haunted. Your pants are haunted. <gasps> TP in the shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so you guys I wait for Russ to come back. Wait for Russ. Okay, Russ, okay. you come back out. Yep. Uh, All right. Have you expelled the demons, boy? <laughs> I tried to. Yeah, we, we'll, uh, go ahead and roll another save, Russ. 20. All right. You no longer feel nauseated. Yay. I would say that's not a waste of a 20. (laughs) (laughs) What are you guys doing? You can go in this door? I'm going to this next door. I feel refreshed. I kick in this door. (laughs) It is locked. (laughs) I fall backwards. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait a second. There was that one key that I found. He goes and five he seconds to kill, <laughs> and it opens the door. I don't know how the hell you guys are doing this. Do you have my plans? Like every time, no, <laughs> you, you have you... Steve's plans. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow you've explored it. Like you guys are like, ah, oh, we're not gonna go to this shitty door now. Let's wait till after we find the key. <laughs> Steve, Steve obviously gave us crib notes. Yeah, <laughs> what the hell, Spark notes. I didn't want to waste time. What could I say? <laughs> yeah. Basically, I want, to, I, want to, I want to accept the quest and then immediately complete the quest. <laughs> uh, this room could only be called a bedroom in someone's deepest, darkest nightmare. The stench of old blood, fear, and even feces assaults your nose as the door creaks open. It's a good thing this is no longer feeling nauseated. I am again. You can hear faint screaming. A plain wooden bed and table, a bed without a mattress and table are the only actual furnishings in this room, not counting the shackles and chains looped into hooks on the walls, floor, and even ceiling. All of these surfaces are plain dark stone, darker in some spots than others. On the table sits various stained sharp implements, whips, leather masks, gags, etc. 
Hanging on multiple chains above the bed is an oddly violent and painful-looking metal contraption that looks like a cross between a birdcage and a spider. It is bloody and seems to even have bits of hair, skin, and thread still hanging from sh- some of the sharper points. What's the difference between I, a wooden bed and a large coffee table? <laughs> yeah. Nothing, really. Disgusting. Okay. <laughs> And, I mean, it has the posts off the corners. I wouldn't think a coffee table would have that. Not everybody has posts, though. This one does. Sal decides that there's nothing to be gleaned from staying here. I slowly back away. Sal backs not so slowly away. (laughs) I tell Sal, (laughs) if your parents redecorate their bedroom like that, I'm not coming over anymore. (laughs) I don't think I'd be going over anymore. I'm, I'm strangely fascinated, but unless uh, I Again, spot something, Al comes back. No, 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 Vanessa. No, I, pulls her away. I, I'm not going into the room. I'm still standing right here, but I have a freaking cloak with a thousand eyes on it. I just want to see if there's anything I can spot. If there's nothing to even look at, Paul, I won't roll. But that's the. Go ahead and roll. My total spot is sixteen. The Contraption above the bed. Looks like it's quivering slightly. I pass this message along and see if they see it too. Yeah, you see it. I go back and look. Sal also comes back urgently to look. And what does that mean? Are you asking me? I'm asking them. Is it, is it just shaking like it's hanging there, or is it... Like there's a breeze like, in the room, or like... No, like no breathing. Like looks like... Um, when you tell a dog to stay and it doesn't really want to stay and it's sort of quivering with anticipation. That sounds okay. awesome. And there's like a really mask way stand here longer. There's, there's something just hanging... There's stuff hanging on the wall like near the door. Yeah. Sal takes something off the wall and just throws it towards the bed. Like, okay. Nothing happens. It, it, you say, well... Say you throw like a knife that's on the table there and throw it towards the bed and just clangs onto the bed and off the, onto the floor. Okay. So I was like, well, worth a try. I'm not investigating further. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm given everything we found and this is like horrific room. But she's, she, Vanessa says, why would this room be locked? I mean, it's just the thing they didn't want us to, like, okay, think about it from a what, where are we? What are we doing? All the rest of the rooms that are connected to this are all kids' rooms. And the one had the bloody cleaver in it. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Did you use some of your holy crazy. alien mojo jojo to make it not scary? <laughs> well, that, that was when I actually knew something was here. I don't know if anything's actually in there. It's now well. canon holy alien mojo jojo. <laughs> All right, hold on. I have a level two. I have four level two spells. Well, I should save that. Oh no, I have, no, I have two of them. Never mind. I'm going to use the spell. I don't know how to pronounce it. Augury. Augury. That with that. a G. Sure. I think it's Augur. Yeah. Okay, I believe you. So the spell says that I can tell whether a particular action will bring good or bad results for you in the immediate future. So my question is, I would like to know if checking out this room will have good or bad results further, like we have already. Okay, what does casting that spell actually look like? I would... Um, for me, in terms of ability, yeah, basically. for me, for me, it would be kind of just closing my eyes and focusing, and kind of expecting the, the answer to come from within me. You know, I'm looking inside for the answer, not out. Considering I know my the abilities I have, so I mostly just I'm sitting cross-legged on the floor, closing my eyes and holding onto my locket and asking the question out loud. So they don't, if they don't understand what's going on, it's going to look kind of weird. You get a, a sense of whoa. Of, of whoa? Yep. 
W-O-E, not, not like, like Bill and Ted. Yeah, right. <laughs> according to the spell, I'm supposed to tell you wheel, wheel or woe, or woe, or both, and you're getting woe. Whoa. Okay, I'm just going to shut the door, and I go, we're not going to... Sal locks it. I would say throw away that key, too, because, well, don't throw away the key. That's just what I would want. Sal just drops it on the ground in front of the door. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is there a... a, uh, Where some ghost K can come and pick it up? (laughs) Dude, the ghost people can walk right through it. Whatever. I'm terrified by everything. I just want to leave. Bring it with. We might need it somewhere else. It's true. It might. It might be. It might function in more than one place. Sal picks it up. And if and it, I go, and it says, and if you're a big scaredy cat about it, I'll carry it. Sal's like, no, I just can't put it in my pocket. So here, you put it in yours. Okay. So do put my hands try... on fire. I don't want to burn my pants. Do we want to try the mystic elevator, or do we want to just go <laughs> down the stairs to the Lowest level, since we it seems to have explored the entirety of this level. As you uh, guys are standing there debating the key situation, Russ just begins babbling incoherently. Oh, nice! You just you just wanted it. You didn't even roll. I totally <laughs> did roll. You could probably hear it on the recording. Close the reverse harbor. Flame the dark true salt. <laughs> <laughs> did you, were you writing this down in anticipation? No, no. <laughs> Even better. I was wondering if anyone's going to pick up on it. Has anyone been keeping up with LARP Trek? No. Nope. Okay. They have a whole, they have a panel or two where there's a language thing. So I'm going to start reading off from some of them. <laughs> um, Sal, Sal is very concerned that uh, this change in demeanor is from the terrible room, and so he looks at Russ very carefully. Just determine if he is going crazy and is trying to kill us. I look back at him and say, Run the turbulent quick. Strike limits. Simple hesitation. <laughs> Sorry. So I've heard the word strike. <laughs> and is now has his fists up in front of him. Vanessa says, let's, let's put him in a different... Uh, Vanessa says, if you can understand me, Russ, wave your right hand. I wave my right hand and say, Way link complete. Way link. <laughs> I go, he, there's something broken with his ability to speak. Okay. So Sal, back off. He's not going to try to hurt us. I go, all right. Russ, hold up one finger if you want to try the mystic elevator, or two <laughs> fingers if you want to go down to the basement. I think for a second, I hold up one finger. Okay, then. Culinary and four pips? <laughs> okay, so, Sal, are you going to open... There's a, this is like the old-style metal grate that you have to push aside and then open the actual door. Yep. Okay. The interior of the elevator is red... Uh, like velvety type of fabric on the walls and floor uh, with sort of gold trim. Uh, there's a lever just inside the door, like an old style, like it's a half circle, and then the lever sort of goes above that. You know what I'm trying to describe, I guess? I am not, I think but so. I believe you. Mm-hmm. There are four settings on this lever in sort of a script on the side of the, the half circle. Uh, there's a one, a two, a three, and an asterisk. The fourth, that asterisk, has a keyhole beneath it. That's a... Out of character? It's a wonkavator. Oh, uh, totally makes sense. I don't know that you need to say that out of character. <laughs> Again, just like yeah, when we were talking about Odin and Sal said, what are, you, what are you talking about? I have no idea who this person is. I feel like he probably wasn't like a huge... Willy Wonka fan. Probably doesn't know much about Gene Wilder's, you know, oeuvre. Um, does the key, do any of the keys that we have currently fit the keyhole? You guys Not go turning, just, just seeing if it goes in? They all will go in. They're pretty plain iron keys. Okay. And they're all about, you know, they're similar size, but... 
uh, I look at them and I say, should we try to turn a key before we try to go anywhere else? No. Choreography? <laughs> All right, Russ, one finger for yes, two fingers for no. <laughs> I hold up a one. And you said no, Sal? I said no. We should not try the key before we go to other floors. All right, I'll try the key. <laughs> ah! uh, none of the keys you have currently will turn in this lock. I go see Sal. None of the keys worked. Why don't you pick where we're going to go and pull down the lever? This seems exactly like the power plant all over again. <laughs> except, I listen to you, except I listened to you this time. No. No, no you didn't. <laughs> yes, I did. Sal throws the thing all the way to one. I'm assuming you guys are all in the elevator. Yes. And knowing, yeah, I didn't want to stack our pieces. Yeah. Um, and let me actually reveal it so you can... There we go. So you shut the door, you, you shut the grate, shut the door, throw the lever to one. It's It goes as if some ancient motor is activating. There's this engine noise. The whole thing kind of shakes uh, for a little while. It is not a toy boat, TJ. <laughs> and then it stops. Did the doors open? No. No, it's old-timey. We have to do it ourselves. Oh, 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 right. I open the door. You open the door, pull across the iron... No, I didn't do anything with the iron grate. I just okay. opened the door. You open the door I and look out, you. and it looks like you're on the same floor you were. Wonderful. What number did you touch? I put it to one. You look back, it's, and it's the It's not a button pusher. It's now. a lever mover. Cell closes the door again. Okay. Puts it to three. Okay. Same thing. Words up. Yeah. Toy boat. Shakes. Uh, and open the door a tiny bit. Well, he, has, he didn't say it stopped yet. Yep, it stops. Oh, well, okay. he said the whole thing, so I'm just open the door a tiny bit. And you look out. And you are here. Hmm. Okay. Do we want to try two and see where that takes us? Sure. Since I was widow here. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> flatulate, flatulate. <laughs> now, see, Matt's saying it with, like, joyful glee in his voice, <laughs> yes, but I you. imagine that boss is terrified and is like, ah, flatulate, flatulate. <laughs> You guys close the door. Okay. Give it to two. And you end up here. Let's just walk down the stairs. <laughs> this is one of those metagame. This is one of those Paul has a simple puzzle for us, which means it's more complex than I will ever be able to figure out because it's very simple for Paul. So. Okay. One more thing. Sal closes the door and he puts it to two again. Okay. And you end up on this floor. The floor you came in on. Again. Do you guys want to try if going to two another time will take us down one, or do you just want to get out? Uh, one more time. And don't say anything, Russ. <laughs> it hurts my head. <laughs> QZ. Um... Sal closes the door, hits two, uh, moves the lever to two again. And you open the door after the shuddering elevator comes to a stop, and you end up at the same place. Alright, so stairs then. <laughs> to the stairs! What stairs? Beethoven night to chase Haberdasher. Thanks, <laughs> Matt. Okay, sure, whatever. 
Matt, I, I never want you to be not confused again. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are going down, presumably? Well, presumably. Yes, that is the best word we can use. <laughs> we presume we're going down. We presume we don't die just upon trying to go down. Okay, let me reveal this. Time to go to the pool room. And definitely not swim. Isn't this working? There we go. And you find yourselves here. I want to go all the way. What's down the stairs? A door. Uh, Sal is in the lead. No, that's up. Oh, that's up. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Sal opens the door. Okay. Uh, this is obviously the mechanical room. It contains various furnaces, pipes, heaters, tanks, so forth to provide, obviously, pipes, heat, and water to the mansion. The apparatus is enormous. Its operations are almost impossible to discern. Copper pipes crisscross the room. Their purpose is unknown. Valves pop open and close with eerie rhythm as steam or possibly other vapors burst forth from them in hisses. As you enter the room, they seem to come alive. The furnace door, a fiery mouth into some many-legged beast's angry mouth. The copper pipes appear to writhe to and fro like metallic snakes or perhaps tentacles. Everyone go ahead and roll a will save. There's also a choice selection of red and green striped sweaters. I think we should take the tank and drive out. Because he said there were tanks, plural. <laughs> and, and you said a we will for... Well, it, will, right, Paul? Yep, will. Am I still purpled? You are still purpled. Okay. Ten. Twenty-three. <laughs> Uh, it's my highest oh, yeah, it's yeah. my highest one. So, Sal <laughs> You are frightened of this strange mechanical beast. So per the condition. Up, As per the condition frightened. Sal goes back stairs. Running or just like calmly walks by? Running. So as soon as you get around the corner there and back upstairs, you no longer feel frightened. Well, okay, I will, just I want to point out, I have my running shoes on, so <laughs> I probably got, like, back into the foyer before the fear had a chance to subside. Okay. I would. I will look at Jorath and say, what the hell was his problem? And then pause and go, don't say anything. <laughs> uh, as you guys resist, I mean, Russ and Vanessa, the... You know, things resume the illusion of the pipes and a uh, fiery mouth sort of goes away and it just looks like a normal mechanical room. Although, normal being a subjective term. Sure. I'll yell upstairs. I'll be like, what the hell happened to Russ? Or to Sal? It's Sal? All scary there. Don't be such a pussy. Man up. You're... Oh, well, Pussy. <laughs> that was good. Let's, let's continue this banter in a room past the one we just opened. So the only door is on the other side of the room, over here. Yep. Am I allowed to approach it still, Paul? Uh, and I'm not frightened in any way anymore? Go okay. ahead. As you get close to the door, go ahead and roll another will save. Okay. <laughs> so I get close to the door, and... <laughs> Don't roll, TJ. You know you're going to fail. Thirteen. You are not frightened of the room any longer. Aww. This thing was scary before. Now it's not. Uh, it's scared away the monsters. That's what I said. Let's see. All right. Let's, let's go through this door. You Can open you it. <laughs> All right, Russ. Hold up one finger if you think Sal is a pussy. <laughs> hold up two if you think he's a real pussy. It's good that there's, like, these huge letters on the floor that tell us what the room's for. Yep. And that's all you can see at the moment. Oh, there's a door there. Hopefully that's a a haunted pool table. He's underneath the square 
underneath. Oh, it's underneath for us. Oh, you. Okay. So you guys are moving into this room, I guess. Now that I've yes. moved you in, uh, the area to this section looks like the entrance to an elevator. Uh, from what you can see right now, the large recreation room turns and extends around a large section of the eastern side of the basement. Uh, on the western side of the room where Sal is standing, a large parquet dance floor dominates the space near an open kitchenette and bar area. Parquet pattern is of sections all pointing to the center of the floor and gives a slightly vertiginous feeling as the one is falling into the floor. Windows to the north side of the room provide an overcast afternoon view of the lock and the stone patio just outside. Uh, this is the lowest floor, so you're now seeing the actual... Above these windows is the underside of the deck from the floor above you. Uh, the stone patio is just basically a flagstone patio outside there. Uh, a red felt pool table occupies the space in the art uh, windows, and cues are hung on a rack just next to the glass doors leading out to the patio. Right there. Uh, as you walk in, you hear the clack of a forceful break and the billiard balls carom around the table, though none sink. The far eastern point of the room, uh, you can't quite see yet. The kitchenette uh, is fairly simple in the scheme of the mansion. Kitchen with a wood-burning stove and primitive refrigerator again. The small pantry contains minimum supplies, only about as well-stocked as a well-stocked normal kitchen from today. The kitchen is obviously meant to provide hors d'oeuvres to guests in the recreation rooms and other basement rooms without the need to go upstairs. And notice a kitchen is decorated as part of the recreation room and meant to be open and presentable. The counters are gold-flecked, polished granite. All the fixtures are gold-plated, at least. A large portion of the kitchen is devoted to the bar area with stools. And there's, a large, again, a large selection of sophisticated top-shelf liquors on display. You're going to go around to the other side there. Sure. And I'll look to Russ and say... Oops, there's also a door right there. Don't touch the pool table. <laughs> Weepwa, weepwa, soy no hapo. Okay. We'll just say... So, this is a door that you just walked by. Mm-hmm. Uh, the eastern edge of the... Right here, of the recreation room. Uh, it's down a bit a large flagstone fireplace, above which is hung what appears to be the mounted and stuffed head of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. The wall south of the fireplace is full of mounted heads of various dinosaurs from the large Chasmosaurus down to the small Oviraptor. A wrought iron spiral staircase sits in the southeast corner, and again, glass doors here. Wait. Oh, okay. Uh, not again, but this is the first time you see these. Glass doors look into what appears to be a long art gallery. How high up? Well... Does uh does Vanessa say like, hey, cool, come check out this? <laughs> How high up? No, I said, does Vanessa say anything? No, I'm just looking. Fine, Sal's also just looking. <laughs> what? That apparently at the dance floor repeatedly over and over. <laughs> I'm gonna go up to the doors. Okay. So here. And open them. Okay. You were looking out onto the lock. Um, and what's the weather? Um, did I say what the weather was? If, I, if you did, I didn't hear it. I apologize. It was overcast. Yep, overcast afternoon view. Okay. But is it... Does it feel like fresh air like compared to an indoors place? It's, it's, it's much more humid than the, the air inside the mansion. I will, and then, okay, so I'm going to leave the doors open and just step to the inside. Mm-hmm. Does the air instantly change, or does it feel like the humidity is seeping in? No, it instantly changes. Okay. There's a door by Sal. I say, Sal, what's by the door by you? As I walk over. Sal doesn't know, so he will open the doors to look. Russ, you are no longer confused, and you guys are no longer purpled. Which was shaken. Go ahead, Matt, say it. Say it. Say not stirred. 
What? <laughs> I said, go ahead and say it. Say, say, not stirred. Oh. Steve already said it. Now he said it twice. You guys opening this door? I said I was. Oh. Fine then. It's open. Fine. I'm glad. <laughs> I, I am also glad. Uh, you open this door. Go in it. This room is far more humid than even the out, outside air was. The humidity of this room seems to strike you like a wet slap as you open the door. The conservatory is a large space, every inch of it filled with growing plants. A large banyan tree is the central feature of the conservatory, with tentacle-like roots reaching into the ground and large limbs reaching out towards all sides. Shall run, assassin body. <laughs> <laughs> the tree expands upwards towards the 30-foot-high ceiling above. All around the tree, on the tree, hanging from the tree, in the tree, are other plants, mostly tropical. Some flowering, some ferns, different plants, etc. Almost everything appears to be ornamental in nature. The space is obviously not intended as a food-producing area. The foliage makes it almost impossible to see the other side of the room, but glimpses of the windows show sunlight streaming in, and the area is brightly lit in shades of green. I am not taking any steps into that room, unless if I am compelled to. Sal has already taken a couple steps into this room. So... Uh, looks like Russ has as well. Both Sal and Russ, you guys can roll a reflex save. Oh, good. Uh, 22. <laughs> I rolled a 1. Nice. Uh, Sal manages to sort of dodge as he sees sunlight glinting off of some very near-invisible strands of spider web that span across the room. Russ is not so lucky and is immediately entangled. That doesn't sound right. No, I'm pretty sure that's accurate. <laughs> that doesn't look menacing. Ah! It's not supposed to grow. That is even creepier. Now that's menacing. There you go. These are not large spiders, but they are swarms of thousands upon thousands of tiny spiders that, as soon as Russ is entangled, come out of the trees and plants and head towards both Sal and Russ. Everyone can roll initiative. So, this swarm heads towards Sal and attacks, attempts to swarm over you. Uh, you get you so it moves it moves into your space and you get an attack of opportunity against it as they try to crawl all over you. Alrighty, twenty. And you with hit. my brass knuckles. You hit it. So that is seventeen plus two fire. Okay, so Sal takes a big swipe of. Through the swarm with his flaming gauntlet, and the swarm basically disperses. Uh, the the remaining spiders that you haven't killed, burned, squished, otherwise, uh, just sort of scuttle away and disperse. And now this one, but you don't get an attack of opportunity this time. Ship taking combat reflexes. <laughs> so you. I believe they just automatically hit you. That sounds all right. They're swarm. Yeah. We the are most, swarm. They, the most they tend to do is is uh, oh. cause disease and such. So and poison. Sal takes... Oh, I just blew this off. Sal takes a point of damage. And... Go ahead and roll... To resist their poison injecting into you. Uh, that's just a d20 roll? Oh, fourth save. Four to save. Probably. Fortitude save, yeah, sorry. Okay. Uh, 21. Okay. Nice. You, you shrug off the poison. And now uh, this swarm. Uh, I don't think that they can occupy each other's spaces, though. This will wait its turn. This one's gonna go at Russ. Now, do you have anything you can make a close combat opportunity attack with, Russ? Uh, I can use my gun 
Or I can swat at them with the gun and a pistol whip. Okay, well, you have a chance to make an opportunity attack here. Okay. I'll try to do the pistol whip, I guess. No sense trying to shoot while I'm tangled. Okay. Uh, it'd be a ten. That does not hit. And as they swarm over you, you take five points of damage. So you are down to 37. And go ahead and roll your fortitude save. Oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, six. <laughs> oh, no. You feel yeah. yourself succumbing to the poison. You take one point of temporary strength damage. Oh, good. Okay, and the last one me goes here, but doesn't seem to be able to pass through the barrier to where Vanessa's standing. <laughs> I smile, give it the finger, and take my turn. <laughs> well, it's Sal's turn now. So, well, it, it, uh, it, once I killed that, there we go. Okay, now it's Sal's turn. I'm going to attack the swarm that's on me, and then the swarm oh, that the, is next to me. The very first thing you have to do is make a fortitude save, because the spiders that have started in your space are sort of making you nauseous. What? Cheating spiders getting multiple turns. Uh, Fifteen. Okay. You are not nauseated. All right. Clear is for my first attack, red is for my second. We can't see either. <laughs> uh, 20 for my first attack, and my second attack is a possible critical. Okay, so go ahead and resolve the first one on the one that's on you first. All right. Uh, let's see. Oh, beep, beep, beep. That is 15 damage plus 6 fire. Again, Sal manages to swat them away and disperse them. The second one is a critical. How do you know? Well, does a 23 hit? Yes, it does. Well, the 19 was a threat, and then the 23 was a hit. <laughs> okay. So. Paul just doesn't want to lose his power. That's right. Okay. Go ahead and, and uh, give me your damage on that, if you can figure it out. 31 damage plus one fire. And what does this critical look like? Um. So the first uh, no, one was the set that was on me, so I imagine like I was brushing them off. <laughs> but the second set, I imagine it's uh, Sal just takes his fist and punches the ground. Okay. Why <laughs> shoot fighter? Way better. Why you can these disperse as well. I feel like if I told Paul that my thing was, oh yeah, I'm using my thing to throw a flamethrower punch, he would not allow that. So that's why I figured punching the ground was appropriate. No, but it would be so cool. And that's your turn. Do you want to move at all? You get um, five feet, I guess, because that was a full I'm, amount. I, I'm going to take a. But they, he has. Yeah. He has no idea that the spiders can't seem to penetrate the room. But the, you're not yeah, being attacked, and Russ is, so I'm going Well, I know that. I know that. Okay. Your turn is over. Russ, your turn. Remember, you are technically entangled, so... Okay. Um, crap, crap. Where did that go? You are. You have half speed, cannot run or charge. You take a minus two penalty on all attack rolls. And a minus four penalty to your decks, which would... Give you basically another minus two to your attack roll. Mm -hmm. So you're minus four on attack. Yeah. Unless you want to do something else. Yeah, where was the uh, actual thing for my concealing amorpha? Uh, what is it? What is it under? Let's see. Was it a psionic? Yes. Or is that okay? That's why I can't find it. Uh, I think you could just put Concealing Amorpha into the search if you're on the beast. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to try using that. I don't know. It would be more like a... I guess like if a squid like inks or something. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to like fire that out and see if it like it... 
gets them caught up in the goo and they can't attack me or if they miss or, or what. Just uh, you also have to roll. So yeah. you have to roll a fortitude save at the beginning of your turn. Sorry. Sure. That's fine. So basically, they squeeze you hard enough that you ink. Yep. And that time I get a fifteen. Okay. You are not nauseated. <laughs> your ink goes off. Ew. <laughs> Is this the like first it, time that you guys, that Sal and Vanessa, are aware of this? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So all of a sudden, Russ is surrounded by this oddly, and it, it, you know, instead of like ink where it would sort of flow down and puddle around your feet, it kind of hangs around you. Um, but it is slightly translucent. It's not like black ink that's completely concealing you. But it does occupy a good bit of area around Russ and sort of distorts his figure. So was it ob- was it obvious that it came from Russ? Hmm, maybe not. Okay, Sal just assumes that the spiders did something to him. <laughs> I would honestly assume the same thing, mm-hmm. because... Okay, so now Russ has a 20% mischance. And that's your turn. Yep. Uh, unless you want to... You could move, I guess. Could I try to roll? Okay. Is it... Like, can uh, I like, stop it's gonna be I guess, I'm trying to figure out because you're entangled. Well, see, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, if I'm entangled, what can I do as far as this movement? Am I? Um, you can. It. it I'm just saying. You, you know, it impedes your movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it says, it does not entirely prevent it. So I'm just gonna give you a penalty. Okay. I mean, you'll have your dex penalty anyway to your tumble. So. Mm-hmm. You can go ahead and roll. Yeah, I'll try to. Tumble out the door. Back towards Vanessa? Yeah, I get away from them. Okay. How much of a dex penalty you said? It was. You didn't say. No. Yeah, I did. It uh, was a minus four penalty. To your dex, so it's minus two to your modifier. Okay. So, I guess 25 then? Oh, wow. Alright, so Russ goes and rolls back to here. And the spiders sort of stay with you until you get to the door. Okay. And then they sort of slough off of you as you pass through the doorway. But the ink is still surrounding you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Vanessa, you're up. I will say... The spiders can't come through the door, Sal, because obviously Russ is standing right next to me. And I will look at Russ and say, did the spiders bite you? Yeah. Wait, can you speak? Hey, I can. (laughs) That's it. It's my turn. Okay. (laughs) Hey, can you speak? Yeah. Go ahead and roll your opportunity attack, Sal. 24 is it a hit? I'll just delete it now. 18 plus 5 fire. <laughs> and that one also disperses, but then you get attacked. You take 3 damage and roll a fortitude save. A 27. Okay, you are not nauseated. How the hell? Oh, fortitude. You're good at that. Yeah. It's the also build. the first time, like, in the last two sessions, I've been rolling, like, consistently over 10. Yeah. And now it is Sal's turn. Roll a fortitude save. 25. Okay, you're fine. And both attacks focused on the swarm. Uh, 18. That is a hit. Okay. And it's gone. I think your minimum damage is enough to kill it. 13 plus 3 fire. Okay. And we'll leave it right there for this week. Thanks for listening to the LTM Gaming Podcast. You can find us online at ltmgaming.com, on Twitter at ltmgaming, or reach us via email at podcast at ltmgaming.com. We love to hear your thoughts and questions. As always, we do appreciate any five-star ratings you'd like to leave on iTunes. Tune in next week for the next installment of The Crushing Depths. 